We've been looking together over these past uh, several weeks, Abraham's journey. Uh, it was a journey of faith and something he was looking for and wondering, just like that song says, where's my promised land? God, you promised me a promised land. It was part of the blessing and the covenant that you gave uh, years before. And some of us know that Abraham never entered the promised land here on earth. And so I would imagine from time to time, he was kind of wondering, where's that promise that you promised me? The promised land. We've talked about the importance of, of surrendering in faith, obedience in faith, uh, a prayer, an intercessory prayer. We talked about trusting God. We, we talked about faith and obedience. We talked about, is anything too hard for the Lord? A 90-year-old woman having a baby. A journey of faith. And this morning, we want to conclude this series by talking about the promised land. Just in case there's someone wondering this morning, or if we've been listening to these messages online. But Abram never received his promised land. Or did he? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 13 through 16. Listen to these words. Now faith is a confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. This is what the ancients, like Abraham, were commended for. Then verse 13. All these people... Abraham and the other fathers and, and, and mothers are saints of old. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers here on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they have been thinking of the country they had left, they would not have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This journey of faith, those of us as Abraham and those of us today are on this journey of faith, first of all, need to understand something as we journey through this world. And that is simply, we are strangers here. We are foreigners. Uh, one author uh, said, maybe for a better understanding, we're just like pilgrims. Pilgrims. In a strange land. Boys and girls, you learn about the pilgrims in school at all? Like 1627 when they first came? Wearing these funny clothes, kind of, a little bit. The pilgrims were strangers coming to a strange country. Foreigners. Pilgrims. Some of us have read the book, The Pilgrim's Progress, by John Bunyan. And it's a religious allegory which is really a, a symbolic vision of a good man's pilgrimage through this earth as he was looking for that celestial city. Pilgrims progressed. A stranger 
in a foreign land. The Bible tells us in verse 13 that Abraham was a stranger in this earth. He was a foreigner. Abraham was a pilgrim, and stealing words from, from Pilgrim's Progress, he had a good man's journey through this earth as he was looking for the promised land. As Christians, you may have never maybe identified that particular term for you, but that's really who we are as well. Foreigners, strangers, aliens, pilgrims in a foreign land. Peter writes in 1 Peter 2, verse 11, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles in this world. I want to make sure we first understand who we are in this earth and understand who we are. Pilgrims on a journey. John Vincent said this, we are pilgrims, not settlers. This earth is our inn. It is not our home. Let that sink in. That's where we're going this morning. This earth is an inn, not our home. Some of you uh, know the spiritual, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. When I sang it at quartet years ago, that was one of our favorite songs to sing. <coughs> My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. They're all expecting me, and that's one thing I know. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. This world is not our home. Boys and girls, you want to turn to someone to your left or right and just say, Hey, pilgrim. Hey, pilgrim. Hey, stranger. I'm just... Passing through. Those who are on a faith journey with God are strangers in this earth. Those who are on this same faith journey are also looking and longing for a better country or a better home. Just like the pilgrims when they came over to America. Yes, part of it was religious freedom, but the big part of it was, I understand, is they were looking for a better economic way to live because they were very poor and thought they could get better jobs and, and make a living here than where they came from. Abraham, we read in, this, this is in Hebrews chapter 11, was looking and longing for a better country. The writer writes in verse 10 of, of chapter 11, for Abraham was looking forward to a city. And in verse 16, he was looking for a better country, a heavenly one. And as Christians, that longing and that looking hasn't changed. Hebrews 13 says, for we are looking for a city. Philippians 3, which we read earlier, says, we eagerly await a savior from there. 2 Peter 3, verse 13 says, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. I like what C.S. Lewis said about this looking and this longing. He writes, I must keep alive in myself the desire for my true country, which I shall not find till after death. I must never let it get snowed under or turned aside. I must make it the main object of my life to press on to that other country and to help others to do the same. Think about it. Just, 
Is that your desire and that's your, your like number one yearning as a pilgrim in this earth? Some of you may, may, may long and yearn and are looking forward to when school's done this year. Can't, get, can't wait to get out of school. Some of you may be uh, longing and looking forward to getting out of the house. Be your own person. Make your own rules. Some of you may be longing to meet that knight in shining arbor and get married someday. Some of you may be longing and looking forward to a vacation that is long overdue. Some of you may already be looking to your tax returns. Some of us are looking forward to retirement. Good things to long and to look forward to, but what about this number one desire, this longing and looking for a better country, a better place to live? This is going to age some of us a little bit, Anybody else remember watching this movie in 1982? E.T., extra, what, terrestrial? He came down from, from where he was living as an alien to this earth, and he kind of got along with people, and he was kind of cute, and people liked him. Uh, but, but there was one longing and desire that E.T. had in his heart. Remember, for those of you who saw it, he would... One place in the movie, he would put his hand up with his finger, and what would he say? Phone home. Huh? Phone home. He had his heart's desire on returning back home. As strangers, as pilgrims here on earth. We're reminded this morning, through Abraham's life, these passages in Hebrews and the like, that we have a home here. Boys and girls, you might say to your mom or dad, let's go home. You can call this home. But it reminds us that we have a home as well. And just like with E.T., from time to time, we could just kind of hold our arms up and point a finger and just say, Jim, home. Carol, home. Dale, home. Ron, home. Looking and longing for a better place. Now I want you to listen because now it kind of gets a little better because now we have to discern what that better place is. And what does this better place look like? What does this home away from home look like in such a way that should get me kind of excited and look and long for it with all my heart? Now, some of our songs mentioned this morning, and, and most of us understand as well, sometimes when we talk about our home away from home, we talk about heaven. Uh, this place that God has prepared for those who love him. A place that, that the souls who belong to him go when they die. Uh, and I was thinking about Jesse. I was thinking about Gordon. I was thinking about Bruce as I, as I wrote these words. That their souls are with Jesus now. At home with Jesus in heaven, just like Abraham. I think it's Luke chapter 16 that, that talks about uh, where the rich man and Lazarus and, and the rich man would look up into the heavenly place and he saw Abraham in Jesus' bosom. Abraham was home. Heaven was his home. And that's okay language because that's what heaven is. 
But we need to understand this morning. Heaven is not your eternal home. And let's get this theology right. It's not our eternal home. Heaven, heaven is, is, is right now kind of like, like an inn. It's a place you go. When your body goes to the grave, your soul goes to heaven, and you're with Jesus. But it's not your forever home. Hebrews tells us that God has prepared a place for us, a city for us, Hebrews 11, verse 10, whose architect is God. Remember me reading those words? This city, our eternal home. This was the, uh, the movie as I grew up as a child that I didn't dare to go to bed at night after watching it, right? The Wizard of Oz, the monkeys just scared me so much. I never hugged my brother until that night in the bed we slept in. <laughs> Anybody else have that? Was this my thing? Talk about Emerald City. It's an illusionary, blush green kind of place where dreams and hopes are fulfilled. These three, four characters are looking forward to entering that city. But you know what? It wasn't a real city. It wasn't a real place. It, it was just in our imagination. And there were no dreams and there were no hopes that were fulfilled in this emerald city. However, the Bible tells us that there's an emerald city, a place that is real. It's the better country. It's the country that anyone in Christ should be looking forward to. It's, it's the city that God has built. And it is a place where dreams and hopes are fulfilled. Every dream, every hope you've ever had. It's called the new heaven and the new earth. It's called the new Jerusalem. It's called, ready? The promised land. The promised land. Abraham's soul is in heaven right now, at peace, in Jesus' bosom. But he's still looking forward to his promised land. We still look forward to our promised land. When Jesus returns in the day of resurrection, and he takes our bodies, and our bodies are transformed into these new spiritual bodies, where our soul and body come together again, and Jesus takes us home, to our eternal home. Not heaven, but the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem. Listen to some of these words from Revelation 21 and 22. John writes, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. What's this new city like? This new place, our forever home? He will wipe away every tear. There'll be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying or pain, for the old order of things have passed away. Later in chapter 21, he says, it'll be a city which is shown with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, Jasper. And you want to talk about precious stones like Emerald City and the Wizard of Oz? He says, listen, in Revelation 21 later, Jasper, 
pure gold, precious stones, sapphire, agate, emerald. Oh, you see, emerald city here. Onyx, rubies, chrysolite, beryl, topaz, turquoise, jacinth, amethyst, 12 pearls, each gate having their own pearl, and each gate gold as pure as transparent glass. And then in chapter 22, John goes on to describe it. He says, there's a river of life flowing there that is clear as crystal, a tree of life that bears 12 crops of fruit, yielding fruit every month. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. There there will be no more night, no need for light, for God himself shall be the light. John here describing the new heaven and earth, the new Jerusalem, the promised land. Now, until that day, we await this promised land. We continue to be pilgrims, sojourners, exiles, foreigners here on earth. But as we heard in that offertory song, we're looking for our promised land. Our promised land. One author writes in the final book of C.S. Lewis's Chronicle of Narnia, Jewel the Unicorn suddenly finds himself delivered from battle into Ashlan's land, the new Narnia. Staring in wonder, he cries, I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. This is the land I've been looking for my whole life, though I never knew it until now. When Jesus takes us home to heaven and to the new heaven and earth, we too will say, we have come to our eternal home at last. This is our real country. We belong here. This is the promised land we've been looking for our whole lives, though we never really knew it until now. And oh, as we sing in just a moment, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when he leads me to the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. And that day's coming. And if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, it's the promised land that you will enter as well. Father, in your name we give you thanks. Sometimes we need a word of encouragement. Sometimes we need a word of hope. Sometimes we need a vision of what is coming. A vision that becomes a reality. Because sometimes uh, this world is a tough place to travel through. And it's good to know that this world is not my home, but we're just passing through. And we praise you that in your grace and in your mercy that you already have created and waiting for us, your city, the new Jerusalem, the promised land. And that someday when Jesus returns and the resurrection happens, we will all finally, along with Abraham and all the saints of old, enter that promised land. In Jesus' name, everyone say.